Welcome to Catholic Moms in the Middle, a podcast for midlife moms who want to make the next season of life their best one yet. I am your host, Jenny Gwynn. You might find yourself transitioning into a new phase of life as your children become more independent or leave the nest. Mama, I am here to tell you that your life isn't over. You simply have new opportunities ahead of you. After years of pouring your heart and soul into raising your family, it is your turn to reconnect with yourself. In this podcast, we will talk about the joys and challenges of midlife. You will be inspired to rediscover your God-given purpose or to dust off old dreams and make them a reality. You'll learn how to navigate relationships with your adult children, to reconnect in your marriage, or focus on your health by being more active or finally losing the weight you've struggled with for years. Whatever this next season of life brings, this podcast will equip and encourage you to be happy, healthy, and holy. Hey friends, welcome to Catholic Moms in the Middle. I'm so excited that you are joining me this week. Let's talk about prayer. What is prayer? How does prayer impact our lives and why prayer is important? Over the past week, we have seen many people come together in prayer for DeMar Hamlin, the Buffalo Bills football player who collapsed on the field during Monday Night Football. As my husband and I watched the game that evening, you could see the look of fear, concern, and uncertainty in the eyes of the players, the coaches, and the medical staff. It was an eerie sight to see the ambulance quickly move onto the field as trainers administered CPR. As the game came to a halt, the fans in the stadium seemed to be holding their breath as they waited for the outcome. Even the commentators were silent as they watched the events unfold before them on national TV. Watching it all happen was surreal. The profound silence that evening in the stadium, on TV, and as we sat on the couch and watched, reminded me of 9-11. I can still remember hearing the news reports of the terrorist attacks that Tuesday morning many years ago as I taught first grade. I worked to keep the day as normal as possible for my students, but my mind was wandering and fearing the worst. After lunch, the students innocently played on the playground as the teachers gathered to share what they had learned about what was happening in New York and, more importantly, shared their fears and concerns. One thing I can vividly remember about that day was the silence on the playground. Now, there were voices of children laughing and playing, but there was still this sense of silence. All air travel had come to a halt, so we didn't have the normal background noise of airplanes flying above. And even the traffic going back and forth in front of the church and school seemed more quiet that day. It was almost like the world around us knew that something terrible was happening and it was holding its breath. As tragedy strikes, it's often a vivid reminder of just how helpless and vulnerable we really are. 
During the Monday night football game, seeing a seemingly healthy player on the ground knocking on death's door was a reminder of how precious life truly is. Now, football players are known for their strength, their speed, and their ability to physically excel. But on that Monday night, life changed in a moment. Strong, tough heroes were on their knees with their heads bowed praying. They had tears streaming down their faces. Damar Hamlin was a reminder that life is precious and also a reminder of how life can easily veer off from the expected path. When life is uncertain and fears begin to rise, people seek some kind of reassurance that everything is going to be okay, that they themselves are going to be okay. When life knocks you to your knees, a place where you acknowledge being helpless and feeling hopeless in a certain circumstance, it is often on the ground that your only option is to look up. And when you look up, you will find God. God is there waiting for you. He is waiting for you to call on Him. He is waiting for you to rely on Him. He is waiting for you to acknowledge that you need Him like the air that you breathe. My husband and I were recently visiting a friend in the hospital. As we were walking towards the elevators to get to her room, we passed the hospital gift shop. In the front window, on display for all to see, were devotionals, Bibles, books about prayer, and books about suffering. Most hospital visits, I think we would agree, are unplanned and unwanted. They are often full of scary diagnoses, accidents, or life-altering changes. These are the types of things that remind you of how quickly life can change. One minute you're going about your day, and the next minute life is different and possibly changed forever. These instances often send you to your knees in pain, desperation, and searching for answers. So how normal it is that you turn to prayer in these situations in the hospital. How appropriate it is then for someone in a hospital to search out a book or devotional on prayer and comfort. Most hospitals even have a chapel where you can go and pray. And we know that many prayers are sent up in waiting rooms and around hospital beds. You don't even think twice about someone with their head bowed or being down on their knees praying in a hospital. You understand the desire in their heart for healing and restoration for their loved one. A hospital and a football field are very different. Yet, on that Monday night, they were the same. They were both the scene of a scary diagnosis, an uncertain outcome, and possibly life-altering changes. One minute, there was the back and forth of a football game between two rivals and a boisterous crowd, but then suddenly things changed. A healthy young man collapsed. Players looked on in disbelief as medical staff started CPR. The unbelieving crowd went silent, and the commentators were speechless. And do you know what happened? You probably saw it. Strong, rugged, 
NFL players fell to their knees. At that moment, their size, ranking, accomplishments, large paychecks, their draft pick number did not matter. Through their tears and heartache, they gathered together and prayed. Players from two teams became one on that field. They felt helpless, scared, and out of control, so they turned to God, a God who can heal, a God of miracles, a God who is always there waiting for you to need Him. A God who will never forsake you, no matter how many times you have turned away from Him, thinking that you are strong enough to handle your life on your own. A God who knows your pain and suffering, and a God who suffers right along with you. As I passed the hospital gift shop that day, I was thinking it is perfectly acceptable that devotionals, Bibles, and encouraging books are readily available. But how ironic would it be to see the same books for sale at the stadium beside the team jerseys and sweatshirts? Yet that night, in that stadium, the need for prayer was just as great as it was at the nearby hospital. We tend to compartmentalize our need for God. Walking into a stadium, our thoughts usually aren't focused on prayer and God's presence in our lives at that moment. Well, we could be praying for our team to win, some of us asking for a miracle, right? There's been lots of debate about the importance of prayer and if it's appropriate to include prayer in public gatherings. And as you know, prayer has often been removed from schools and public events. We see some athletes being ridiculed for their faith and how they chose to express it. In the Cincinnati Stadium that Monday night, prayer wasn't a focus until it was all that was thought about. Prayer wasn't important until it was the only action that everyone knew to take as they watched DeMar Hamlin's lifeless body on the field. Prayer was in the spotlight as we watched from home as players hooked arms together and prayed, as fans in the stadium bowed their heads in a collective prayer, as commentators prayed on air with millions of viewers doing the same at home on their couch. So, why do we pray? St. Augustine says, whether we realize it or not, prayer is the encounter of God's thirst with ours. God thirsts that we may thirst for Him. We pray because prayer brings peace, comfort, strength, and yes, my friends, prayer brings healing. Prayer is an action you can take when things are falling apart around you and you're out of options. Prayer is saying to God that you need Him. It is recognizing that God is bigger than what you are going through and believing that He will listen to your request. It gives you courage and reminds you that you aren't alone. Prayer connects you with God's love and helps you to see outside of yourself. Prayer is how you create a deeper relationship with God. The week after DeMar collapsed, there were many examples of prayers for his recovery. 
social media, talk shows, news reports, all had examples of people around the country praying for this young athlete. School children made cards for him. TV announcers reflected on the event and boldly prayed on live TV. It was humbling to see teams like the Titans and Jaguars meet at midfield and pray together before their game. A situation that could have been tragic has turned out to be one full of hope, healing, and unity. Unfortunately, like in the past, this will probably fade and prayer will once again move to the background until another tragedy strikes and people are reminded of their need for God. But just for a second, imagine what our world would look like if prayer didn't fade to the background. How would our world change if prayer became part of our everyday lives? What if it became the norm for people to meet in the middle to pray before ball games, concerts, or any gathering? What if we became a society that fell to our knees and bowed our heads on a regular basis, not because something terrible had happened, but because we recognized that we need God, because we desired to be connected with Him, because we know that we are so much stronger with Him than trying to act on our own, because life is more joyful when we invite God into every part of our lives. Imagine what our world would be like if we craved prayer as much as the air we breathe. Now, prayer is simply lifting your heart and mind to Christ. It is an ongoing conversation with God about the daily ins and outs of your life. You don't have to worry about the proper way to pray. Just have a simple conversation with God like you would a friend. God desires for prayer to be woven into all parts of life. It isn't only for times of trouble or suffering. There are different types of prayers that complement our entire life, and the main goal is to help us remain in communion with God. Some types of prayer are adoration, petition, intercession, and thanksgiving. In prayers of adoration, you are praising God and giving honor to Him. You praise God for your life. You praise Him for the wonder and beauty that you see in the world around you and for the many blessings that you experience each day. Now, some of these blessings are easy to see, but you also praise Him for the blessings in your life that go unnoticed. Then there are prayers of petition. These are probably the most familiar prayers. These are the prayers that were being sent up for Damar. These prayers are the ones you turn to when things do go wrong or suffering is happening around you. When you offer prayers of petitions, you are asking God for something that you believe is good, a healing, a reconciliation in a marriage, a new job opportunity, strength to face a difficult situation. These requests, you believe, are good for yourself, for others, or the world. This type of prayer allows you to remember that God wants you to bring your problems, worries, fears, and concerns to Him, all of them, to trust in Him to hear your prayers. Now, we have to remember that God's answers to prayers don't often match 
maybe what you pray for, or they ha- don't often happen in your time frame. But prayer is more than asking and receiving. It is believing that God will always give you what you need, when you need it, and the amount that you need it. Then there are prayers of intercession. These are prayers prayed on behalf of others. Often, the people you are praying for aren't aware of your prayers. These prayers can be a source of blessing upon others, the church, or our entire world. We believe that the saints in heaven intercede for us, so it is comforting to ask them or Our Lady to pray on our behalf. These prayers can bring great strength and courage in the face of adversity. Knowing that there are others, the saints in heaven praying for you, can allow a peace of mind and a peace of heart. Finally, there are prayers of thanksgiving. These prayers help you to be aware and grateful for the many blessings that God pours into your life. It helps you to appreciate all aspects of your life. It is easy to thank God when good things happen, but prayers of thanksgiving are even more powerful when you thank God for the trials, the things that didn't go as expected, and the lessons that you learned from mistakes. Gratitude can be found in all areas of life. Recognizing that prayer is more than just going to God with your needs and wants, you can incorporate prayer into all parts of your life. Each breath that you take is an opportunity for praise and thanksgiving. Throughout your day, open yourself to the Holy Spirit and allow Him to guide you to pray for the needs of others around you, your family, and the world. So, prayer isn't for certain times of the day or even certain times during your week. I encourage you to embrace prayer as a constant part of your life. Okay, so I challenge you to pray boldly. Instead of telling people you will pray for them or that you'll put them on your prayer list, stop in that moment and pray with them. Instead of letting fear keep you from sharing your faith, be willing to pray with anyone, anywhere. Instead of compartmentalizing your prayer life to Sundays, an hour in your day, or even in times of trouble, Let your prayer shine through in all aspects of your life. Take everything to God. Invite Him into all parts of your life. So as I close, I want to share a quote about prayer from Mother Teresa. Everything starts with prayer. Love to pray. Feel the need to pray often during the day. And take the trouble to pray. If you want to pray better, you must pray more. The more you pray, the easier it becomes. Perfect prayer does not consist of many words, but in the fervor of the desire which raises the heart to Jesus. All right, let's bow our heads and pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, we thank you for Damar Hamlin's healing. We thank you for the example that so many have shown during this tragedy of praying. We're so grateful that prayer and your glory and your abundant blessings 
have been the spotlight. Lord, we ask that you give us the strength to continue to pray, to pray in the good times, prayers of thanksgiving, but also to bring everything to you because nothing is too small for you. You have this desire for us to just turn and bring it all to you. God, give us the courage to call on you, to rely on you instead of ourselves. Lord, we just ask for you to pray for our families, for our community, and for the entire world. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All right, friends, stay happy, healthy, and holy, and I will see you next week. God bless. For more information on Catholic Moms in the Middle, or to set up your complimentary Moms in the Middle mentoring session, go to catholicmomsinthemiddle.com. Or find me on Facebook at Catholic Moms in the Middle for even more encouragement and support as you embrace this next season of life. The music for this podcast was written by Sean Williams, Catholic composer and musician. You'll find more of Sean's original music at musicbyshawnwilliams.com. That is musicbyshawn, S-H-A-W-N, williams.com.